2: Oh, yeah. We're going to be spreading the news. We're going to be strangers in the night. We're going to be singing with old Mickey Blue Eyes. They nicknamed him the chairman of the board. Regarded as one of the most popular entertainers of the mid-20th century, he is one Frank
3: Sinatra. Sinatra. We are the
2: Vinyl Boys, and we've dug all the way back to 1968 when this LP came out in the summer of 1968 compiled some jazz ditties from the great frank sinatra that were mostly recorded in the late 50s and throughout the early 60s we have the vinyl boys in the house what's up ramo g Was good brother you were you alive when this album came out in
4: 1968 <laughs> barely oh in my previous life yes i was 1968 I was, I was his that, drummer you were his born in very
2: no i was born in 71 71 okay yeah. so you were three when uh uh, you were three, I guess, or a negative three
4: yeah, when this yeah, came yeah. out.
3: Yeah, he was still a pre sperm. I, th-
2: I think my dad was turn. just getting to Vietnam. Damn. Tomcat, he was a fast swimming sperm. He is our DJ today. What's up? Tom
3: he still Memphis? is. Shh. you got to be fast these days, I'll tell you what.
2: And we've got my man Memphis who's going to be leaving us for a few weeks on his yeah, European man. vacation he was yes, just telling yes, us about. Yes, You're I like am. Clark Griswold.
4: <laughs> no,
3: yeah, I was no, just right. thinking
2: about
3: <laughs> <laughs> All the yeah, things I'm... that happen on your vacation that mess up, you know, it's yeah. always well, it's yeah. supposed uh, to be smooth. No, not, the Griswolds man, are back.
5: Ho- is We're wishing crazy. you a smooth trip, Memphis. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I've seen y'all love from over well, cross the pond. And well, funny pictures, please.
2: People love Frank worldwide, you know, not just here. He was an American standard, but he also was a worldwide phenomenon with his smooth voice and um, his catchy grooves, love ballads he liked to sing. And we're going to drop the needle on the record. We are the Vinyl Boys, brought to you by Factor Meals. We're all <laughs> big fans of the Factor Meals. They come packed with protein. And you can save 50% off your order by just going to Factor Meals. Dot com slash vinyl. That's right. We are the vinyl boys. And so the link works out. That's factor meals dot com slash vinyl. Use our code and save 50 percent on meals delivered directly to your home. Ready in two minutes or less. Factor that. That's right. That's a fact. Let's get into it right now. Frank Sinatra's <laughs> nice, greatest hits. Damn. We are the vinyl boys and we are spreading the news here that so this is this is good stuff.
3: This an original press here.
2: Uh, this is an original press from
3: 1968. Wow.
2: Nice. They re- they released a CD version in 1990 of this. And it starts off with... Strangers in the night.
5: You know, when I think of this song, I think of that scene in Scarface. I was just going to say that. That's Scarface. My, that's how I know this song. When
4: they tried to assassinate Tony. Yeah,
5: and they shot up the fat dude in the, yeah. the clown suit where we was he was in. He was a
2: comedian
5: of yeah. some sort or of some shit.
2: Now, do you, Octavio. Do you guys know that his nickname was Scarface, um, Frank Sinatra? That's right. That's right. And it, he had a scar on his face, but a lot of people don't see it. Go online, look closely on his left cheek. He has a huge scar across the side of his cheek. I guess very traumatic welcome to the world back on December 12, 1915. That's when old Frankie was born. Holy moly. He was born in the kitchen of his parents' Hoboken, New Jersey apartment. He was a 13-pound bowling ball baby. Damn. Big kid. And he had to be delivered with forceps. Uh. And the doctor, when he pulls him out with the forceps, he scraped the side of his face and his ear.
3: That's crazy. And Frank
2: was really conscious of that and always wanted to be filmed from his right side. And if you watch old footage, they'd cover it with makeup. Sometimes you can make it out. The cameras weren't high definition back in those days, so it's harder to see. But he did a great job of hiding it, and he was very conscious of it. And the doctor, I guess, when he's born, scrapes him out with the forceps, puts him on the counter, thinks he's a stillborn, and goes to to the mother. It's happening in the kitchen of a home in Hoboken, not in a hospital.
5: Hoboken, New Jersey.
2: And so the nurse... Uh, Doesn't care about the baby Because thinks the baby's already dead The grandma The old story is His grandma picks him up Starts patting him on the back And loving on him And then (coughs) He chokes it up And there you are Frankie Could have been Dead on the kitchen counter But he lived he lived to sing these great songs. Man, well, look let's at up, that. What's, what's a hope great but, story.
3: Let's hope the doctor was a little bit more accurate with the circumcision <laughs> than he was <laughs> yeah. but, right force-ups
5: God, uh, man, so They didn't like do that a, back then. He sounded like a terrible doctor overall. He scrapped up the kid, <laughs> coming man. out being like, ah, oh, his little ass dead. All right. Let's, let's go get a coffee okay. and a cigarette.
4: Context here, guys. 1915. <laughs> <laughs> like,
5: yeah. they That's probably terrible. went to
4: school for a month. To learn how to deliver babies. As a matter of fact, the grandma knew it wasn't really a doctor. Yeah. She knew. Exactly, because she probably had to do it herself at home 50 years ago. This
3: baby's still good. You just got to beat on it. (laughs) Yeah. Beat him and look at You got to rear him. You got to rear (laughs) him. Turn it over and bang on it.
2: You know, a little crazy Italian woman. She probably. uh, Yep. This episode of Dim Vinyl Boys is being brought to you by Prize Picks. My Sundays, you know, they didn't start out good this NFL season because I'm a Bears fan. And, well, let's face it, they're in last place. But I've become a winner on Sundays thanks to my friends at Prize Picks. They hooked me up, and it's the most fun I've had winning. 25 times my money this football season. All you have to do is select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and then boom, baby, place your entry. And you can win twenty five times your money. I've been riding AJ Brown, CJ Stroud. Last week was big for me. What about you, Tom Cat? I know you've been cashing in on Prize Picks.
3: Now, Gentry, you know I've been cashing in because I'm a South Florida native, and these Dolphins are taking it all the way. They're scoring like crazy, and I'm getting twenty five times my money on Prize Picks.
2: And we're both Apple users, so you know Prize Picks now offers Apple Pay, so it's quick and easy for your deposits right into your account all football season long. Just go to Prize Picks dot com slash vinyl use our code vinyl for a first deposit and they'll match you up to a hundred dollars just go to prizepicks.com slash vinyl use the code vinyl for your first deposit they'll match it up to a hundred bucks
0: join us today during the jeep celebration event right now get 20 percent below msrp for an average of fifteen thousand one seventy eight under msrp on the purchase of a 2023 jeep grand cherokee overland 4x e or summit 4x e. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW, prohibited by law, See terms and Conditions, 18 plus. This
2: next song on the album, a classic, broke out the the yeah. rolling pin.
4: That's summer it? wind.
3: Summer wind. <laughs> I like this is one of my favorites. I just mm-hmm. like it. And it was the summertime, so he probably was like, summer wind.
5: Is that how you say it?
4: Creeping in. That
5: is. Oh, this
4: was This was in the Godfather
2: movie.
5: Was it? Yeah. I didn't watch the Godfather.
2: All oh, the mobsters all were associated with old Frankie Blue Eyes. He, he was uh, friendly with the mobsters. Mm,
4: yeah, yeah. yeah, Some people would even argue that he was somewhat connected. Um, there was a story of... Uh, I don't know if you guys... You said you never seen Scarface or uh, Got the Godfather. Godfather yeah. But you know the... Uh, the singer who was the godson of Don Coleon uh, was actually like kind of framed after a different artist that was around back then. Mm-hmm. But Frank Sinatra like had a thing that he always thought it was about him. And story goes that he actually sent some people to talk to Mark Puzzo, whatever his name is, Mario Puzo, mm-hmm. the producer and stuff of the film to like get him to cut that out of the movie and they almost did
5: they
3: almost and
4: then they said fuck that like no we doing it, yeah, yeah yeah we're gonna do it we're
3: done with that because
4: it wasn't about him but he thought it was
0: Frank yeah.
2: Frank was known for roughing people up and yeah.
3: really when he ended mm-hmm. up oh,
0: yeah
2: when he and, the, and the, what's weird to me is as I did my research he's only 5 foot 7
5: so he got this short man season.
2: little guy like a little chihuahua <laughs> but, that's Mexican. Mom this, Brown. I know, but this guy would bite you like a little chihuahua. And uh, at one point in 1965, Walter Cronkite is interviewing Frank Sinatra, and he asks him about his temper here in this old interview.
1: Do you think your boiling point is low? Not anymore. It used to be. I think that comes with a normal growing up and the way of living, friends, people with whom you become acquainted. I've always admired people who are gentle and who have great patience. And apparently what I've done is, without knowing it, is I've aped these people and, and, be- and begun to follow that kind of line. Um, when I say uh, I had a, a low boiling point, it doesn't mean I went around kicking dogs and old ladies and people.
2: Hey. come on, forget about it. Mm. Did he yeah. say he aped them or he ate them? Did you hear that?
5: I don't get that part. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think
2: maybe he was saying he aped them, meaning he he watched them. Maybe an ape. You know, they they yeah, watch yeah. a copy movement them, and sure, they copy sure.
5: them. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. mimic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There mimic. you go. Yeah, sure. yeah. Monkey see, monkey you, do. You know there what you I was go, just thinking? Girlfriend. Good one. Um, yep.
5: 1940s. I, know, talk. I heard Isn't this 1940s? song. Uh, I heard this song in Family Guy. Because you know, oh Family yeah, Guy, they all yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. And that's they, why I know like, like, I know. I with Frank Jr. Yeah. Remember
3: they did-
5: Yeah, it, it totally was with Frank Jr. <laughs>
3: so, so Frank had a signature <laughs> drink. And he said, it, this is a gentleman's drink. His preferred uh, spirit was Jack Daniels. And his cocktail was a mix of four ice cubes, two fingers of Jack Daniels, and a splash of water. And, I, and you better make it quick. But it, it's, to me, that's kind of a little disgusting. I would rather, like, put, I don't know, maybe some Sprite on there or something. <laughs> <laughs> not water. Did they well,
2: have Sprite back in the 40s? I don't know. Probably
3: not. <laughs> it was sprite.
2: You know, he was a big movie star, too. I don't know if you guys know this or not oh, yeah. about uh, Frank. But uh, he, he really should be respected for some of the films he made. Although some people gave him a hard time because they called him a draft dodger. He would not get in the army. He... He made music back in the world War time, and people were upset that he wouldn't go in the army well finally he got drafted but then he got a medical exemption because he had something wrong with his ear i don't know exactly what was wrong with it but then he immediately went into making like m- movies that were anti-nazi propaganda movies and they became big hits as people were home I guess or they, were, they weren't they were home you had to go to the movie theater back then but these movies they claimed really helped the American people you know, forget about the war these little war stories that he would do on film and they claimed that he made $8,000 when he first started doing it and by the time he really popped off around 1950 he was making $200,000 a film mm. which, that was like a, what $8 billion right now yeah. probably probably <laughs> But well, I know the big movie stars now are getting like thirty and fifty million for movies. Back then, I guess two hundred thousand was prime. That's cash right yeah. like, there, dude.
4: You gotta think, man. In the fifties, like a brand new car, I think was eight hundred, twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. A yep. house was eight thousand dollars. Like mm-hmm. two hundred thousand dollars, you're people doing are looking at it. you like, God, yeah. damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're making it. You're, you're, you know, you're living the lifestyle he did, which was. You know, Hollywood-ish, very extravagant. You know, New York mob-ish. Like he lived a good life. He yeah, was, that he kind was, of he money. He was he was, you, you, he they, was a made even without e- whether or not he was involved in the mafia. Like we won't throw that in there. He was definitely a quote unquote made guy. Like as far as society
2: was concerned, everybody loved Blue Eyes. Well, there was a time where they didn't actually really uh, the the late uh 40s early 50s because he well he left his wife and back then you know marriage was a covenant that was sacred even Uh, with the mafia according to movies you had to stay with your wife and he had three children and he ends up leaving his wife for some movie star ava gardner was his and he had an he had an affair with her who wouldn't? Um, and so the pu- the public had no, <laughs> <laughs> they had no sympathy for, sure. for Old Blue Eyes. And then he supported Roosevelt. He was one of these guys, uh, celebrities, that used his celebrity status and went political. And you could almost say that he's one of the first public figures to have the other side come after him. Because once they saw that he was promoting roosevelt which was the democratic party the republican radicals in the media attacked him and would attack everything that he would do now the fact that he was ruckus and he would get angry at people there's a story where he got in a car accident got so mad at the guy that you know he started beating his ass and the guy like had to run from him there's a lot of stories where he would get upset in certain situations and try to fight people so that didn't help him, but the other side was taking these news headlines and putting them all over the news just as he had a love affair and then talking about his affair, how he's leaving his kids. And then he ended up the relationship with Ava didn't work out. You know, you think you're going to leave your wife for the hot Hollywood star, and it's not as glitzy and glamour glamour like you think. Right, so that it, was, was sure. it was
3: a very bad year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it.
2: Tis the holiday season. Everybody's on that hustle and bustle. It's Gentry from Dim Vinyl Boys. This episode being brought to you by Factor Meals. It's been helping me out so far as we've gotten into the fall season and getting right into the holiday season. Factor Meals, America's number one ready-to-eat meal service. You don't have to go to the grocery store. You just get online. You pick the meals you want. I like the ones with a lot of protein. They deliver them right to your front door. I not only love them, my kids love them, which saves me time. And TK... I know you love them because you hate doing dishes, right?
3: Well, I do hate doing dishes. And sometimes I like to cook, but sometimes I really don't want to do all those dishes. And Factor is delicious and fresh, and it uh, tastes a lot better than what I cook a lot of the times.
2: The veggies are solid too the green beans, the Brussels sprouts, uh, they feel like they've been picked right out of the garden. You can skip the stress of meal prepping over the holidays with Factor. Choose up to 35-plus weekly flavor-packed meals this November. Get Factor and enjoy eating well without all the hassle. Head to Factormeals.com DVB50. Use our code DVB50. Get that 50% off. That's code DVB50 at Factormeals.com slash DVB50. Get your 50% off. Do it now.
0: Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Chumba
3: details. This song was actually written by Irvin Drake in 1961 for the Kingston Trio and then when Frank uh, recorded it he recorded it in 1965 this version with lush instrumentation and more dramatic vo- vocals became a hit won some Grammys in 1966 for Best Male Vocal Performance and Best Instrumental Arrangement Accompanying vo- a Vocalist he also
2: won an Oscar for one of those movies. He had one about being a heroin addict. It's called, it was called The Golden Arm. And then The Manchurian Candidate was a movie that oh, he Oh, the did. original. The original. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. a star in that. And I, I guess he got big awards. He got an Oscar for one of those movies.
4: The golden age of Hollywood.
2: Here is a clip from 1965 from Walter Cronkite, uh, talking about why he uh, fell off and, uh, and Frank.
1: I wasn't paying enough attention to my job at the time. Uh, I think I was tired. It's not an excuse, it's a fact. I think I was weary because I had worked tremendously for the years preceding that period. Worked constantly, 300 days a year or more, in many instances. And I was traveling constantly and just doing all kinds of work. And I had a personal problem, which I will not go into. When I was ready Drugs. and I'd had enough rest, alcohol, or, or I yeah, took alcohol. time to, to Tea bag. have all, the, all of the can't. cobwebs <laughs> blown out of my head, I went back to work. Uh, I changed record companies, changed attorneys, changed accountants, changed picture companies, and changed my clothes, and uh, just went right back to work again.
2: He's one of those artists that he came on the scene. America fell in love with him. They called them what were the name of the girls that would wear the socks?
3: Go-go girls? No. No.
2: <laughs> Back in like the, strippers, the, pood- the poodle skirts, and they would they called Cocktail them the, the sockers, or something like that. Swingers? There was there was a name oh. for them.
3: I, I know what you're talking about.
2: I'm, gu- I'm going to look it up and find out what they called them. But there was a name for that generation. Sock hoppers? Yeah, they would go to the sock hops and they would call them the, the soccer age or something like
5: that. So oh. are you saying they're not clear here dancers?
2: I don't think so. I don't think they took their clothes off. They were kids. Not yet.
5: Hey, kids take their clothes off. Not in that sense.
2: Stay away from that on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: yeah. <laughs> All right, keep I see it. They fight. were the
2: Bobby Sockers. Bobby, Bobby Sockers. That was like a generation of kids, and they were they they loved Frank Sinatra because they were uh, from what Frank says is they were lonely. The, their their parents were gone in the the war. Their their dad was gone in the war. Their mother was depressed because they knew their dad was over there hooking up with some ass. And she
4: <laughs> had to work probably at the factory. Not yes. the fact
5: that he, his ass might get blown off were by him, you know, they a weren't, they were
3: typical. <laughs> and and this this was their escape. He might be getting shot, but I know he's cheating that motherfucker. Uh.
2: So it was the escape and he would sing ballads and you know, love songs that would touch your heart. He would talk about also heartbreak, which you know people were in their feelings at that time you got to believe popular. during war times you got to be in your feelings that always does well though i mean even look at
4: now uh what's her name the girl dating travis kelsey that's her Taylor whole Swift. Taylor Swift. yeah that's her whole album like her whole catalog yep. is heartbreaking you know, all that crap. People you know, love yeah, that. Somebody gravitate. Thanks Black Kanye. About. Drama. Yeah, Asshole. Yeah, drama.
3: Drama. There's no movie without <laughs> drama, right? You know, There's no movie without drama. Well, I mean. It has to have a storyline. It something. has to have drama. Yeah, drama even in the Marvel you know.
5: film, you got drama. I mean, shit. Black Widow killed herself to get so they can get the Soul Stone. Yes, but those movies suck. No, I'm just kidding. Well, hey, I'll fight you. i like just messing that. around.
4: <laughs> Not Guardians.
3: <laughs> yeah, I like Guardians. Guardians. I like Guardians. I like them shit. all, actually. I'm a fan. Do you think Frank Sinatra liked the Guardians of the Galaxy? He loved them. I bet he did. He's, he a, was, he's
4: a big Star-Lord fan. I bet he yeah, was.
5: <laughs> I was about to say, uh, shit, if they, if they Peter Quill, Frank Sinatra, if he was still around, he'd do a little Stan Lee, stand Lee stand-in or uh, guest appearance. Like, is that Frank Sinatra over there let's reading forget shit? Back like in Doctor tomorrow. Strange.
2: This episode of Dem Vinyl Boys is being brought to you by BetterHelp. I know some people that deal with anxiety, including myself. If you get therapy, you can get coping skills so that when these big moments happen and the anxiety comes crashing down on you, you have different tools and different ways that you can work it out so that you don't freak out. And I know sometimes before you go to sleep, you got all these things in your mind, things you got to do the next day. For me, it just helps to talk them out, a third party, get them involved. And you can do it from the comforts of your own home. If you use BetterHelp, that's online therapy. It's clutch.
3: I also have bouts with uh, anxiety gentry, and it does help to talk to a third party. There are things you can't talk to the people that are close to you in your life uh, about. And it, it really does help to talk to someone else about these things. If you're thinking of starting
2: therapy, I suggest you give BetterHelp a try. Entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and they'll do it around your schedule. Just fill out a quick questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist. If you're not happy, switch out your therapist at any time for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. All you have to do is visit betterhelp.com vinyl today. Get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelphelpcom vinyl.
5: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's about
2: Frank may have been a little guy, but I feel like he had big balls. Because when you read the story about Tommy Dorsey Band and Frank Sinatra, have you ever heard of the Tommy Dorsey Band?
3: No. I
2: have, yeah. Well, the Tommy Dorsey Band was was Frank, one of his big first breaks. He wanted to be in this band so bad. That he signed a deal with tommy this was when he was young in his early 20s he signs a deal with tommy dorsey band and tommy ends up telling him that if you quit tommy gets a third of your earnings for the rest of your life wow and so frank goes to tommy because he wanted to be a solo artist he wanted out and he kept telling tommy i want out i want out but i'm not giving you a third of my earnings for the rest of my life. Well, Tommy had him by the fucking balls at that moment because they had signed Damn. an agreement. He us but then you friends. know, you know, he called one of his friends. Yeah. Tommy, two times, and they had a little conversation about it. Get the papers. Let's have a let's have a nice talk. What do you think, Tommy? And uh, and, and Tommy ends up uh, settling a deal, which to this I guess uh, he died, Tommy Dorsey, but he oh, talked no. he talked about it uh, that uh, it was it was very good for him that Frank went out on his own. It was good for both of them because he got a nice check and then frank sinatra went on to be a solo artist and he became who we're listening to today with all these greatest hits great song that's funny and and i believe that story
4: was mentioned in that you know not to go back to what i was talking about earlier and the whole story about you know the different things that happened like that were very organized crimey in a sense that you know he thought a lot of those portrayals were stories of his and, you know he, 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 he didn't want no part of it
3: no this one he did with his wife something stupid <laughs> not that she's something stupid Nancy Sinatra I mean but Avey,
1: Avey life up.
3: I have a clip here where uh, Nancy
1: Sinatra
3: they were asking
1: Frank not,
2: they were asking Frank about uh, being mean to the press and there's been rumors that you know he punched a guy and the rumors that he's tied with the mob and here's what frank said
1: the only time i had any physical contact with a newspaper man was a man who's now dead
2: uh, yeah,
1: who said some listen to this pretty nasty things about me in a column for about t- two years and they were all gross lies and that didn't bother me so much until he once said several things to me in person kill him and i i reached the boiling point and it was all over it was a it was an unfortunate all over. incident, but uh, unfortunate. Uh, frankly, if he were alive and he said it again, I would do it again, because he was just <laughs> that kind of a man. you kill him again? But otherwise, all of that is a gross lie. All of this physical jazz is nothing. It doesn't mean anything. So he said he
3: killed somebody, by, <laughs> and then as he's saying, he's not a bad guy that kills people.
5: Wait, so did all he really was... say he killed the dude? People <laughs> well, say he, he said he'd do it again. He yeah. said the guy's
4: not alive, is what he yeah, said. The guy's so... not alive right now, but if he was, I'd do it again. <laughs> I'd do, do it, it again. again. But that it sounds
3: very mafia hitty to me Forget to me. about it he Frank He admitted hey. it without admitting it right there <laughs> yeah.
2: he's, he's, You gotta listen when he talks
4: well, you talking know? About, I don't kill
3: hey. people but I, I killed this guy right here That was yeah, saying yeah, I killed people yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: Well here's what his daughter They asked his daughter Nancy About uh, her daddy getting angry And this is what she said
1: The fact that he raises millions of dollars For underprivileged children all over the world By giving up his time and his own money That doesn't rate headlines But if he gets angry and has an argument with someone, headlines. So you figure it out. I don't understand it at all.
5: Mm, Well, Daddy does have a short temper, so he likes his daughter. Daughter Sounds hot. He just doesn't like the adults. uh, Nancy, she's really cute. You know, those boots are made for walking. Flipping the record.
2: Nice. Flip it over. This, this record's <laughs> nice and soothing. So that's Nancy. Yeah, it is. That's Nancy Jr.,
5: huh? Very chill. Yeah, he's the oldest daughter. She's the oldest daughter, actually. I'm
2: tripping. Do you guys have a favorite Frank song? What about you, Raymond? Do you have a favorite Definitely song? Definitely the first one that came on. Strangers Stranger. in the oh,
4: night. Oh yeah, hell yeah, I
2: mean, That's classic. Oh, this is this is it's bluesy this right here.
3: This one's really good. Yeah, that's live. This one helped me through some shitty times, actually. It really did. Last Thursday. That's live. No, I've been doing great. That's the past like 10
4: years. <laughs> that's good, man. I'm glad to hear that. You look happy.
3: I am happy. You're that's riding good. You
4: all look room. happy,
2: and that makes Shut me happy.
3: Down
5: in
2: May. This was also in the new Joker movie With Joaquin Phoenix yes. on, That's a really
4: good Jack movie Jack
5: is still the f- my favorite Joker But he's definitely number two
4: When's he gonna kill himself? No, I'm kidding
5: Oh, stop it now <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix I'm hey, just man. Didn't he die already though?
2: No, no, his brother did River his brother, oh, yeah. yeah I
5: took, I took. Wait. What's your oh,
2: favorite God. Frank song, Memphis? Do you have one?
5: Uh, I haven't finished hearing the rest of his album yet, so I'll okay. let you know toward the end. So are you
2: not that familiar with Frank?
5: I am but I am not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you and be like, Oh yeah, man, I got some Frank Sinatra. Well I mean I do have some Frank Sinatra, but that's just to play some shit if somebody Hey Carris Sinatra, yeah. here
4: you go, there you go. Perfect wedding dinner music. You know uh, Frank is great. You
5: know New York uh uh New York State of Mind, Empire State of Mind is I do like that one. And what do
2: you mean this, New York, New York? Yeah, well, that New, one, you know. uh,
1: New York State of one. Mind. Em- Empire <laughs> Empire State of Mind is Alicia, Alicia Keys, Keys and Jay Z. Yeah, the hell I was. We, saying. Might, we might need to do a
3: <laughs>
2: That's live. We did though. This clip right here, you know, at one point Walter Cronkite has this legendary interview with Frank, and he's asking him, you know, you've done some bad things that have been in the press. Do you feel like, you know, you owe it to your fans to be a good guy? And he says he got some sound advice from a friend, and this this was the uh, advice that he got here.
1: Bogart, when he was alive, once told me we were rather good friends through the years.
5: Is that the guy that smoked
1: And he said, the mean? only thing you owe the public is a good performance.
5: <laughs> That's it. Offer. All the you owe is a good performance.
2: You don't owe the public nothing. Next time, don't step all over Frank either, TK, or... Sorry. He's going to come back and whack you. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, oh, one he's, of his friends will. He's real. making a profound statement, I, and TK's talking all over. <laughs> Sorry,
3: I just heard the guy's name Bogart. I'm like, Bogart? That's the guy that Humphrey, was been yeah. smoking everybody's weed all these <laughs> yeah. years. Humphrey Bogart, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're
2: Bogart. And I mean, I think that means that you're taking it all because back in the day, Humphrey Bogart, he did take all the gigs. He was the number one guy back in those days, oh, Humphrey yeah. Bogart.
5: Yeah. Without a doubt. Like don't hate, uh, and Bogart's like don't hate me because I ain't as good as I am.
4: He was the the fifties rock. And like, I'm the
3: dude.
2: And but you also had John Wayne back in those days. That yeah. was a big deal. Westerns though, he did a lot of westerns. Terry Terry
4: Grant <sighs> was another yeah. one. True.
5: Was James Dean around back then? Even I, those, like, he
2: might have been a little bit earlier but one of the big guys remember Clark Gable Clark Gable yeah Clark Gable yeah no
4: you're right James Dean may have been
2: You also had Marilyn Monroe James Dean came along in the 50s oh okay Okay. and then uh, Audrey Hepburn was uh, one of the big females one of the guys I like from back in the day that really lent out a helping hand to uh, Frank Sinatra when he was down and out Uh, Bob Hope do you, you guys Hope. remember Bob Hope? Hell yeah. yeah.
5: I, mean, I mean, it's this show and the fucking foundation yeah. His Golf everything. classic. Yep.
2: The Raising the Money with uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. The, those two guys. You know, that's something I think that comedy is missing when you think back to the Rat Pack. You mean Jerry Lewis.
5: Jerry Lewis. Not, yeah,
2: Jerry Lewis, not Jerry Lee Lewis. He was, he was the penis. Yeah, penis. He was the penis and Jerry. He a 15-year-old or married or something. Something, 14, I think. Yeah. yeah. But Jerry Lewis. He was. Uh, he used to have this annual telethon when I was yes. a kid. And Bob Hope would be on there. Mm-hmm. And Sinatra would come on there, too. He would. But I, if you have time, kids, go watch some of the old Rat Pack stuff with Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett. These guys would kind of, they called it, um, what would they call that when you, you guys would get together and uh, they would just chop it up on stage. They, it was kind of like uh, comedy improv, if you will. yeah just being themselves up there on stage in between their songs and it became a big hit in las vegas
5: can you imagine that before them it's like look man we're just gonna get up here and start bullshitting and do like the do shit we gonna do when we, like we, once we get off stage play. we still gonna be doing what we do and get paid a shit ton of money smash a lot of chicks and get any and everything they we own want.
2: vegas too totally they they give frank sinatra credit with turning vegas into what it is today where It's half casinos, half shows. Right. Because before they started bringing the Rat Pack and Sinatra out to Vegas, it was strictly you would go out there to gamble. Yeah. After Frank came out there and started performing and the Rat Pack became so big, they said, you know what, we should start bringing in more acts. And then, you know, as we got into the late 50s and the 60s, every casino down the strip had someone performing. And to this day, that's become just as big as the gambling now in Las Vegas. Going Probably to be bigger. Yeah, especially with this next generation. Yeah. You know, they're not as much gamblers as our parents or even our generation. The generation coming after us, they're not as big in gambling, they're more into an experience. Yeah. That's why these massive hotels and casinos have turned into big big humongous places with the i'm amazed at las vegas every yeah. time i go there but no more prints, so sorry
4: you know That's i was hot.
5: just thinking um have you guys watched any of those ocean movies like Ocean's ocean 11 the- and all those yeah, yeah. i'm yeah, a I huge the first fan of those movies but the last one in particular when uh when al pacino was in and he had did one of the guys like dirty and they was, they had said this thing with like hey you shook sinatra's hand you should know better So I wonder if it was like a real thing out there, like you shook Sinatra's hand, you would kind of like put on, so to speak.
2: He was connected. He definitely was connected. And and with political figures, there was a political element to his, his story. He supported Roosevelt. He also supported Kennedy in the 60s. And they became like a power team, if you will, where Kennedy's popularity was at its height. And another thing they had in common—they were the exact same age—and the mm. and, and there was a song called "High Hopes." I got high hopes. I, that, yeah, be, I that that song. became Kennedy's campaign song. And at the big celebration and inauguration celebration, he credited Frank at one point during his speech, and saying, you know, thanks to Frank for having high hopes, and the and the crowd went nuts. So a lot of people credited Frank Sinatra with helping to get Kennedy elected. Because of his star power
5: Look at that but then mob shit.
2: You start doing mob shit like that Then the other side Wants to try to take you down And that's why He would get a lot of Bad publicity About his anger And about how he liked To rough people up And about his ties to the mob At one point He opened a casino With a guy Who they found out Was a shady guy And they tried Pinning him With this guy He had to break All ties with him But Frank definitely had A, a dark side It sounds like
5: so I wonder what happened to the guy, his partner in the casino. I, he, I
2: think he, the feds got him and he went down.
5: Ah, uh-huh. okay. I'm like, he ain't get whacked, so feds got him. Each
1: road that we
5: took, it into
4: gold. <laughs> it's just so relaxing.
5: Well, they say this
3: is easy listening
5: music. That's
3: why it's odd that the the sock hoppers there with the dingleberry socks were so apt to want to dance to this music.
5: Well, they didn't really dance. They didn't
3: dance. They 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 just kind of sang along. and weird socks.
2: And they got rowdy. I guess one of these shows that he did, it was in um, New York City. And they did it like all day where it was like six shows. And there was a line outside this theater to see him. And they had a rule where if you went to the first show or the second show or whatever, any one of the shows, if you wanted to stay, you just had to stay seated in your seat. Well, they said the first show, nobody wanted to leave. They all wanted to sit in their seat. <laughs> and so everyone's outside waiting, and they obviously realize we've made a mistake because no one wants to get up out of their seat. So it's on to the second show. I guess a few people leave, a few people come in. By the time they get to the third and fourth show, these kids outside are getting pissed. It's cold in New York. And you're waiting outside, they bum rushed the place. And uh, it took a hundred officers to quiet down this crowd of bobby soxers (laughs) Soxers, sockers. We're gonna
3: come in here and slow dance. Get out of there, get the hell out of my (laughs) way. (laughs) I'm ready to turn up, listen. Comes.
2: I mean, this stuff makes me want to rage. I don't know oh, about yeah. you. Well, it's funny. I mean,
3: this it's Ted club. Is. But as soon as they got in there, they just like got into the slow dance yeah. position. But <laughs> so only after I smoked the
2: devil's lettuce. <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah.
2: Well, you got to think, yeah. I mean, at, at this point, the one thing I credit Sinatra with, too, is he's been recorded on every device you can think of. You start your music in the 40s, when I mean, you're talking about what, the, uh, the monogram or the phonogram or whatever, the thing that uh. Edison invented, the old school records. Then he evolves into the 45 and the 8-track, and the, and then go on to uh, the LPs. Right. So he, he has seen the music evolve, and you would think that he, you're hearing this stuff as a kid. It's the first music you're probably hearing ever. True. And so you are going to want to rage and get in there. And, well,
4: outside of and, and church music. There's yeah. There's not,
2: not a whole lot of music being played. uh you know, in the, in the '40s that you have access to. I mean, I, 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 we got to find the oldest uh, known album to man. I wonder what that is. Hmm. What was the first album on press?
5: Let's find that out.
2: But the LP didn't come out. I don't think until the so um, like the late '40s and early '50s. The LP came out, and that I guess was really good for Frank Sinatra because he liked to tell a story in his albums, where like people do now. But back then there was no such thing. Everyone got 45s. You just brought home your single. You listened to one side. You flipped it over. You listened to the other. That's it. On to the next record. I think the he, he saw the evolution of the LP, which really helped his career.
3: I think the very first uh, recording was Thomas Edison's wife actually, and she sang a little song on one of his one of his inventions, and they played it back. I'm trying to remember the exact song, but that's the first recording on a record.
4: Um, According to Well I, I don't know how Credible this is Meow.com It's like a vinyl record day Like the oldest Records like And they talk about Beatles Elvis Presley Sex Pistols And uh, according to them It's Burliner's album Which includes him reciting Frederick Schiller's ballad Dear Handush. Whatever the hell that is Yeah Handush.
3: And it was Mary Had a Little Lamb that Thomas Edison's wife said. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, did she? That was my Mary had, had a Little Lamb. What yeah.
2: the hell did she it, sing? It's, it's sometimes cited as the first vinyl ever recorded. What I'm seeing is what TK is saying, that in 1877, Thomas Edison invented the phonograph and the first machine that could record sound and play it back. And, and the first audio recording Edison recited was Mary Had a Little Lamb. 1877 was the first ever recording. That's crazy. So Frank would come along in the, I think 1942 was the first year that he recorded music. So now you're talking 70 years after the first recording that Sinatra came out.
3: He took it up a notch from that Mary had a little lamb shit. Yeah, he <laughs> sure did. <laughs> like, get that shit out of here.
2: But then you have to credit um, guys like we did last week, Chuck Berry, yeah. guys like the Stones. And they kind of started to knock Sinatra out Because the kids were like Hey, this big band stuff It just isn't cool anymore We like to hear these sounds out of this guitar now We, we want to listen to bands We don't want to listen And never see Frank with an instrument Only a microphone He right. would have big symphonies behind him He would have uh, that's massive call, bands That's what you
5: call a crooner He'd have a cigarette crooner. And his gentleman's drink in his hand
2: Yeah he He was a crooner Oh. His crew was pruners.
3: That, that Dean Martin, he'd have a drink in one hand and then, and then, then uh, the mic in the other, smoking a cigarette, probably. hmm. I like
2: Sinatra's moves though with that microphone stand. He was, he was really smooth with like grabbing it and da- like almost dancing with the mic stand. You know what I'm saying? Like swaying back and forth while he was singing. He, yeah. He was smooth. <laughs> I'm going to look up what Frank Sinatra's first recorded song was. I like that. Frank's first recorded song was on the 78 RPM. So, you know, I I know he's recorded on a bunch of different mediums. You know, the 45, the 78, the 12-inch, the 8-track. But his first song was From the Bottom of My Heart.
3: The bottom of my heart.
2: What year was uh, From the Bottom of My Heart recorded? I do not know. I'm to find out. It was 1939 when he recorded his first song. Damn.
3: That's a long ass time ago. Coming, so, up,
2: coming up on 100 years.
3: I got a little info that I know you like. It says uh, Frank Sinatra, uh, he died in 1998, but he was worth $220 million, apparently. it's
5: hmm. a lot of cash. It is a lot of Louis. Let's see. Uh, There's one thing about uh,
3: who did he leave his money to? Nancy. His wife and children.
2: Mm. That's the right thing to do.
3: Says the end, demanding that anyone who contests his will be disinherited.
2: His parents, uh, Sinatra's father, Martin, he was a bar owner or a tavern owner, they called him back then, and he was a part-time prize fighter. That's probably where Sinatra got his scrappy attitude when your dad's a prize fighter.
5: Yeah, dad come loose from a fight and kick his ass.
2: And his uh, mom, his mom's (laughs) name was Natalie, and her nickname was Dolly. Dolly. And she had an influence in local politics and was a big influence in her son's life and career. Mm-hmm. his parents wanted him to be a civil engineer go to school kid get an education this singing stuff ain't for you it's for the birds
5: but well, literally they know he brought you know, birds it? to him
1: yeah. <laughs> he, ain't
2: he, didn't, he didn't listen to him it looks like he lived a pretty good life uh 82 years old he'd like uh, tk said he died may 14th
3: 1998 Seems like he did get into the modern world a little bit, a little but bit. he did get to die before the internet completely screwed everything up. Oh yeah, which is nice. He would have fought somebody.
4: He probably would have liked to make it to like the, two, the year 2000. Just to kind of see like the turn of the century. I mean,
3: he was two years away from. Uh, he was. He was close.
4: I bet. He, I bet he was trying to get there.
3: He
5: ain't worried about it now. <laughs> <Hilarious>. <laughs> he probably up there now, like shit. I'm glad I got the hell out of there. They have no nah, idea what's coming for he's him. He's
4: reincarnated. He's Justin Beaver now. Oh yes, God! Don't Christ, do that yes. to us.
5: Don't do it. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> good thing. Good thing I say bad bunny is some shit. I'm like, oh God no.
3: <laughs> He definitely wouldn't want to be Puerto Rican. That would be funny though. We've reincarnated. He was Frank already Sinatra's a, bad punny. Yeah,
4: he was already <laughs> Italian. He's he's even
2: gonna go through yeah. that again.
3: All right, that's it. That's the record. Play wow, that's, it. that's a quick yeah, yeah,
2: one. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Thirty-three minutes. Uh, that record, just over thirty-three minutes. Yeah, oh, man, said.
5: man. It, it was you know for my first time hearing like consecutive Frank Sinatra songs. I'm very impressed. It went by quick. It did. It, not that it went by fast. It was just like, okay, I would play this at home. Very relaxing. I wouldn't,
4: but it was definitely nice. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind listening to it while I was having dinner at somebody's restaurant or a wedding. Yes. Or maybe having a dinner party at somebody's house. This is. So you say, you know, I like when he does Christmas music. His Christmas music is so always good. So you say
5: you too good to listen to Frank Sinatra at Never, home.
4: never, never. I oh. just don't listen to music when I'm at home.
5: You're oh. listening to Miguel Sinatra. Yeah. <laughs> Miguel Sinatra. Sinatra. What type of music? What is his, what's his genre, though, TK? Salsa. <laughs> sure,
2: yeah.
5: Is that, mi- is that
2: mild or hot salsa?
4: But hey, yeah. If I listen classic to Spanish salsa, music, it's, it's probably going to be salsa. Bachata. I'm not a big bachata fan.
5: Bachata's okay.
2: How's that taste? I've never tried bachata. Uh, It's good on uh, spaghetti. It is. Very nice.
5: Don't let everybody make it spaghetti, Bolognese, bachata. Yeah,
3: bolognese. (laughs) That's
2: two types of food. Hey, you can get bolognese by just going to factormeals.com. Get a good Italian meal, you know, that Frank Sinatra would approve. And you can get it delivered right to your doorstep. And if you don't do it, you might get whacked. So I suggest mm. you go to factormeals.com slash vinyl there, wise guy. And you'll save 50%. Tell them your boys that the Vinyl Boys, the Vinyl Boys told you to do it. Okay? And don't
5: forget to leave a donation. Sucka.
2: We'll see you next week, you zolls. That's going to do it for us, the Vinyl Boys. We're out of here. I was
5: wondering how long he was going to be able to hold that Italian accent.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I lost it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll so long. Thanks so long, man. Ya. We're out of here. Listen
5: in, guys.
2: Keep the needle in the groove and keep it groovy. We are the Vinyl Boys. We'll be back next week with another fresh piece of classic vinyl. See ya.
5: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah.